Hello and welcome to episode 1033 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, April 1st, and this is no April Fool's joke that it is a fireside chat. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Nick Pollock. Nick, it's been a while. How you doing? What is happening? Yes, we're doing it again. Ah, oh, I mean, look, look, we figured like we got a week left until the season starts. We haven't done what the people want. They want some uh, SP chatter <laughs> based on our rankings. So we we, we both have uh, relatively it. recent rankings out. You can let me know if there's some changes off of yours based mm. on some numbers that I have listed here from the 321 update. Um, yep. So definitely let me know. But I do have some of our biggest change, biggest differences on each right. side where you're positive and I'm positive. And my my guess is that even with changes, we would probably still have a big split. So we no, absolutely into, can't uh, wait. We got five guys that you're higher on, five guys that I'm higher on. Let's start with yours mm. uh, and dive right in. This one really, I, I was surprised to see him so high. You're really jumping back in. It feels like a little bit on Steven Strasburg. And I understand the upside of yeah. like, take a shot, IL him. Obviously, you're only doing that in a league with an IL. Totally right. get that. And I, I would I would say that too. Don't do it in NFBC where you only have the seven reserves. But 65 was really high. Now, my 176 looks jarring like what do you mean 176 after pitch set pitch pitcher 75 if you looked at my list this week you saw i started breaking guys up into groups based mm -hmm. on uh different things like injury concerns uh guys who are good for whip uh you know late rookies or things like that so the reason i bring that up is because the 176 probably isn't the exact number that steven strasberg would be at but we would still have a pretty sharp difference because i would not take him inside my top 100 even with IL spots. Sure, yeah. I'm just nervous. Like I've, I've been a big Strasburg guy. One, one of my one of my like um, big things with 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 him was before jerseys had become a big thing. I got a custom made one the, the week he was drafted. I, I mean, that debut was also like yeah, one of the greatest exactly. debuts ever. One of the ever. best debuts. Yeah, I will never forget it. I've been following him from day one. I'm a I'm a Strasburg guy, so sure, I'm yeah. rooting for him. But I just can't do it this year. I'm not inviting I, yeah. that on to my roster. So I've been kind of bypassing. But you have him at 65. So again, forget forget the giant difference here of, of 111 because we're not 111 spots apart. But it's more of like I'm willing to take the shot or I'm, I'm not willing to take the shot even with ILs. You are. What do you see from Strasburg? And, and what does he have to do to kind of get back to where he can be something relative to Strasburg? Maybe not the peak, but something right. useful that we're getting, you know, uh, four or five months of, of fantasy goodness out of. Sure. So uh, first and foremost, um, with this coming out on the thirty, uh, the twenty first, I only had like a couple days of spring training. That's right. Um, so although there's a lot of spring spring training news, and anyone that's been following me and my morning streams and all that kind of oh, stuff as we review so this great, stuff. By the way, Twitch. Yeah, you've popped in. List. Get over it, there, folks. It's if been you're a morning fun, especially. <laughs> um, and let me just literally just watch all the spring training games and get all the information we can, and we talk about it. And um, so Strasburg, since then, to me, has fallen farther than this. Um, and I think we're kind of on the same page, honestly. Okay. Um, I'm I, Anyone expecting, like, oh, no, Nick is going to defend this. I'm like, nah, man, I lose this round uh, if I have to take him at 65. Like, I, I've been making this full-heartedly. Um, wholeheartedly. Uh, with Strasburg, I will say that he was at 92 miles per hour the last two times we've seen him. When he was last uh, effective and good was 94. Um I think we both acknowledge that if Strasburg is throwing 94, hinting that again at some point, he's very it. much worth your while in a 12-teamer, mm -hmm. right? I don't expect it. I'm not saying that he's necessarily going to do that. 
I would I would say if you are in a league where you have one more round and there's really no one of interest, just take Strasburg, put him on your IL, call it a day, and see what the reports are when he's uh, ramping back up. You, it's really nice now. I have a thing called Still Ill, where I don't start a guy in his first start back. But these days it's different because we have so much more information about what's going on in their rehab starts than we used to. Mm-hmm. And if you hear that he's sitting 91 or something like that in those starts, yeah, I'm not even going to get through that moment of, oh, I have to take him off my else, but who would I drop? I drop Strasburg. I, I don't do yeah. it. So keep that in mind. I mean, at 65, I'm finding myself also liking a lot more guys that we're not going to talk about today. Uh, that have had some really impressive springs that make me excited to take instead in the late rounds. But when I first did this, he, well, I don't think he even was injured yet. He would have been out of the uh, the list. He would have been in the separate table. That's right. I forgot. you. And th- that's basically, that explains my ranking number, by the way. Right. You yes. do, you do, and I do this in season, but you do it at the beginning of the season too, and I'm totally fine with that. Put the IL guys off to the side. The guys who are out, out. Right. They are off to the side. That's basically what this is. The 170 yeah. to 187 was the injured guys that I'm just not touching right now. Sure. I need to see them getting back. And that's where that's where Strasburg is. And that's why he's so low there, like 176. Like, well, that's crazy. But that's just just so that there's a number next to him. Doesn't really matter. It's basically the injured arms. I'm passing on them until I see something. Uh, and Strasburg is among that. I wonder, by the way, just, just not to set too many things in motion <laughs> no, let's go. down yeah. the line, but you mentioned that there's a bunch of guys that you've fallen in love with that we're not even going to get to talk about. Maybe we do back-to-back weeks of firesides, and maybe we could do mm. a five pitchers we both love thing and bring five guys oh, to the man. table. Maybe we could do that. If, if you, We'll talk about it offline. If we could do it on like a Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. I could. I could make it work. All right, let's, let's uh do let, it. let's let's talk about that over the weekend let's and spoil the out. people, Spore. Exactly. Let's give them a bunch. <laughs> so let's move on from Strasburg. Then let's get into a guy that uh started all of this and, and he comes back around. Oh, yeah. No matter wow. how much we try, we cannot avoid Louis wow. And you know I love him, but I don't love do him you? that much. I, exactly. You, you can you can only say you love a guy so much based on your ranking. And I got him mm. at 56 to your 28. And at 56. I'm basically saying I'm not getting him. So yeah. I'm going to be rooting from afar. Hey, Luis, do well out there, buddy. <laughs> uh, and it will not be, you know, I'll, I'll be in the I'll be in the nosebleeds up there rooting for him because I'm not getting him. And I got to be honest, Nick, it's a few factors here. Sure. One, the whip has just become a problem. It's the most it's underrated stat in baseball and fantasy baseball as we yep. overlook the whip. And absolutely, whip I'm with for you pitchers, there. Runs for hitters, two most underrated. Do not sure. get enough love. And when somebody's a negative, if they have a good ERA, th- this is the this is the pitcher type that consistently gets overrated, in my opinion. Robbie Ray, before his his ascent, uh, mm-hmm. was this type where you would have the low, the, the sub four ERA, but the ugly, ugly whip. And then a guy like Joe Musgrove before his ascent would be like a low fours ERA, but an amazing whip. That guy gets underrated. The Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray type gets overrated because it usually comes with K's too. And I grant that. But I, I'm I'm out right now. You got the cold weather issues that seem to p- crop up every early season right. in, in Cincinnati. He's still in Cincinnati. Um, you got the defense isn't particularly any better as far as I'm mm, concerned. I know sure. Suarez is not going to play any short, so that's good. But how much better is the defense? And he's a ground ball guy. So I think the whip will stay elevated. And I've just kind of washed my hands of it and felt like Castillo is this guy right here, which is a solid pitcher. But I don't know that there's that next level that you and I saw many moons ago after 89 beautiful innings in 2017. So I've moved him down quite a bit at 56 to year 28. What say you about our boy Luis Castillo? 
Man, this is funny. I, I mean, I've always I've considered myself out on Luis Castillo this entire offseason. Um, I, I mean, there's out and then there's like, you know, Bartolo Colon running to first base, which you are. <laughs> You know? Exactly. Like I'll, I'll, uh, I, can't get, I can't get him there, right? He will oh, never man. be SP fifty six, but SP twenty eight. That's an investment, Nick. Like you, I you, mean, you, I, I you guess be something for him. I mean, I'm not. I, I haven't gotten Luis Castillo once. Um, okay. And I, I'm in agreement with you a lot here, just because like his um, his whip, even when he re- rebounded. Uh, this is across the last 124 innings that Castillo threw last year. Two seventy array. But a 125 whip, right? Those and don't I, marry, and that means I've yes, I've certainly agreed to the um, the understanding that Luis Castillo won't be that number one guy. I've been saying that since I think actually even last year or so the year before. I don't remember this idea that Castillo can or th- that he could be a top five, top ten starter. I've moved away from because I think this fastball command just isn't that good, and mm-hmm. he gets away from the uh, you know the slider turning into that legitimate number two. No, it's a number three that's a backup option when the changeup isn't doing all the things we want it to. And I, I'm very worried about that. Um, you know, what's really funny, you mentioned the cold weather. Uh, during a uh, a dev meeting, um, they got really upset at me because I tweeted out during the dev meeting is when I discovered that Fangraphs had their weather splits. Yeah. And I tweeted out that I, I was like, all right, let's test this out. Let's just see cold weather. Under 55 degrees, who had a bad ERA last year. What do you know? Number one answer, Luis Castillo, like over five. And so, yeah, in, it works. <laughs> in one way, that makes me love him because you know how much I hate the cold, right? So right. we bond over that. Yeah, the we do. The first thing I would tell him is, yo, Luis, I hate the cold too, buddy. Fist bump. You know, um, but it is a problem, right? And he's in Cincinnati. Sure. He's in the Midwest. So you got another couple months there. Does he get to a slow start? Uh, by the way, I will say his SP value, uh, Luis Castillo's in the main event is SP 41. So kind of in between us. So there's chances that maybe he would dip as low as so, where I have him. And I wonder. There's an, yeah, there's ahead. another thing I got to mention here. Yes. Again, uh, March 21st, I, Luis Castillo is also officially on the IL to start the year. Um, oh, because so he, he is delayed um, with his side. shoulder a little bit too. And that's why he's been pushed down on the main event. That said, even when I put them in that other table, it doesn't mean I'm not ranking them at all because I recognize this. You guys are doing you're going through your drafts. You need to understand where I'd still be ranking these guys. What I did with Sale and Flaherty and Boz is say, look, like around tier uh, around the 50s or 60s. And that for me in a 12 teamer is where the divide starts to show itself of, hey, these are dependable guys through the year or, hey, these are ones we're kind of taking early chances on. And if you don't hit on those, it's okay. So you might as well take a chance on getting later value in Shane Boz or Cursale instead of getting the short-term stuff with uh, with April. Don't, so don't I draft Shane Boz. Yeah, I off my draft board. It's really frustrating because you can't even put him on the IL. So it's just exactly. Uh, I, it's rough. I can't remember who it was. Not my own research. Might have been you, but I, I think I huh. actually think it was Jared Carabas, uh, formerly Barstool. Now I think uh, out on his own, or, or or maybe he has a new landing spot. Big Red Sox guy, right? He brought up when the Shane Boz thing happened that, Nate, and again I think it was him. Nathan Eovaldi had this same thing a couple of years ago, mm. 2019, and look at the trajectory that he had when he came back. Uh, it was actually after his April. And then he came back and he relieved for a while and eventually got back in the rotation. And that's Nathan Eovaldi, a guy who has you know, record years under his belt, the the Rays are not going to put Shane Boz right in the rotation when he gets back. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be a reliever maybe all year, 
but I don't think he's going to be a, a significant fantasy contributor at this point with these loose bodies and this injury. I think he'll come back sometime in late May, early June, relieve for a while, and then maybe start in the second half, which is why Shane Boz has fallen off my draft board. Yeah, Sorry we, for the we, tangent there. But it's all good. It's all good. Up. I mean, we've seen loose bodies getting removed for before. Um, I, I hope that it's okay. It's not necessarily a death sentence for this entire season from Boz. I not will the say season, the... No. The one thing that's made me think a lot is uh, during the amazing pod I got to do with DVR and Fast and Eno, um, the cage match of starters that came out yesterday, uh, Eno mentioned that the Rays pitchers, uh, thanks, uh, that they are going to unleash their guys more this year than usual. And I feel that about McClanahan for sure. Right. Um, and I he's, see he was, him yeah. as like a full, sorry, I see him mm, as a full yeah. starter. Go ahead, finish that thought. Sorry. I, so like with Rasmussen, for example, he was saying, no, I think they're going to use him a little bit more and maybe with Patino more and it That's might encouraging. light a fire underneath um, I, the race to get Boz back in the rotation at some point. Okay. Maybe I'm just saying this because I had to take Boz at $8 in Tout Wars before the news broke. Well, yeah, before so. the news. And, and at, <laughs> when you got him at the turn, I was like, that's fine. But then uh, broke and that's, that's a kick. That's, that's, that's a kick. all right. I've got so many starters on that team. <laughs> okay. But no, you'll, oh, you'll, you'll be fine. I, that is really encouraging about <laughs> Rasmussen because he's been somebody that I really like, but I'm like, is he going to be out. a five and dive or a four inning type of guy? So I'm out. Uh, putting a bow on Castillo, right? You yeah. mentioned that now he wouldn't even be on your next updated list because he's on the IL, so he'd sure. be on the IL chart. I, and then you and then you say where you're yeah. going to put him. Where would you put him then? Is right, he still right. a tier four guy? Because that's where he was. No. He was the last. No, no, he was the last four. one there. He was. I mean, you got to understand too. Also, the value of Luis Castillo was that 180 innings plus and tons yes, of strikeouts, volume. and that was guaranteed. And think of it like Dylan Cease, but I can imagine him being better with ERA. Um, and being and going more innings because he threw relatively the same amount of starts last year, but we had dramatically more innings from Castillo because he's more efficient than mm-hmm. Dylan Cease's, um, who had only 167 despite 32 starts last year. Just keep that in mind. I don't know. Every single party has got to get in Dylan Cease. A, a, a little bit gotta of get management. In. A little bit of that was management, but you're right. He is inefficient. I'm not, I'm not here yeah, to take no. for Dylan Cease. Yeah, Everyone knows good. how you feel about it. Uh, so, uh, I think I'm, he's I'm great, though. That. He's at 31 for me. Now he's at 30 because yeah, of Castillo. Just really saying. A- all the bits for all the Dylan C's bits this offseason revolving around Nick Pollock. He's got him 31, folks. That's in the ballpark to where right. be available to Nick. And Nick would be like, well, he's my top guy on the board. Exactly. And I'm going to go ahead and take him. Now, in a lot of leagues, people are pushing him up. And it would take a special room, particularly in the main event or, or NFBC realm. But not everything's main event. Not everything's NFBC. There's all sorts of rooms across the world uh, where fantasy baseball is played and Dylan right. seems to be available at SMU. Can you, can you imagine how unbearable the room would be if it was just people that were me? That would just be the worst. The worst. What would be more uh, unbearable? A room of views <laughs> or a room of me's? I am pretty annoying. I would take the one that is holding Sandy. That's the one I would hang out with. Hey. Uh, but over there chilling sandy the uh what do we call this a flamingo but like a a pinata it's it's christmas flamingo okay and it's a double meaning name (laughs) for sandy alcantara and patrick sandoval absolutely i love it um so anyway so i would put castillo right now the border of tier six and tier seven for me which is like 46 47 something around there like logan gilbert's at 44 Uh, i really kind of want to take a chance at logan gilbert um but castillo i understand like He's going to be missing the bad time for him. That's actually a good you know? point. I just so when he does come back, 
April. Yeah. If he comes back in May and it, the sun's already shining in Cincinnati, mm. he might take off from the start. So That's a great call. Hard. And also you get in the IL spot, a little bit more favorable than we were yeah. talking about with Boz. So it's hard for me to really push him down too far. I mean, keep in mind, I'm looking at this list and it's like, oh, Clayton Kershaw needs to go up because we didn't know about his health at the time. And yes. now we do. And he's he is pitching and he's fine. So he's not going to be a 42. He's going to go up a bit. Uh, I'm pushing things. down Ian Anderson. You know, there's a lot of things that are oh, changing here. I hate to hear that, but I, I get it. But he's, yeah. he's he's very instrumental for my main event team because I'm oh, so sorry. Pitchers. <laughs> Two big things. And yeah. it does kind of skew all of this a little bit. So just keep it in mind, folks. Nick ranks for 12 teamers as mm. a default. I rank for the NFBC as a default. Those are key factors for one. The NFBC does not have ILs. So these IL guys that, that are going to be missing time, they're going to be down a bit just more so than general for me because Nick's talking about 12 teamers where you're going to have ILs, you can stash guys. And I would agree there, but we each had to kind of pick a format that we kind of cater to. And that that's, that's where we cater to. You can still adjust the rankings accordingly, oh, yeah. but I just wanted to point that out. And that will be a key factor of some of our disagreements, but we still have some pretty big movement here that I felt like there were still plenty of guys to talk about. Yeah. I mean, and generally generally means that you can take a little bit more, um, you can take more chances that Correct. can adhere the to the mystery. The Miss Frizzle method. Take chances, make mistakes, get messy. As I the do waiver wire will will be more robust for you to, exactly. for you to recover there. Let's talk another injury uh, guy, though. And I wonder, and listen, I know it's two innings, mm. I think, in spring. Yeah. It's been brutal. <laughs> Mike Clevenger, 36 to 62. This is He's basically in my Castillo injury tier. Like, that was one of my first, that was my sure. still draftable injury tier. That, that Castillo and Clevenger are in. So it's like, I'm, I, I was, I called it the elevated injury risk where they're not necessarily hurt right now, but they carry some, some, some substantial risk. Easy for me to say when I'm trying to talk too fast. Um, I love Clev dog, but I've been, I've been playing it from the sidelines this year. I want to see where he's at and hopefully sunshine comes back and looks great. Uh, I'm not overreacting to the two innings, but I wonder if that changes your mind at all, just because you had him in a more of a, go out and get Clevenger type of spot at 33 or 36, excuse me. Have wh where have things gone since yeah. uh, March 21st with Clevenger? It's, ki it's kind of weird. I mean, we really only have those two innings and they were an atrocity. <laughs> um, we didn't know how much. So uh, we don't have any reports. At least I can find it. Like what actually his velocity was, what he was throwing, where he was throwing it. Like there's nothing on TV, nothing on Savant, uh, um, which is frustrating. so frustrating. It's so annoying. I mean, even so, you know, it's something I wrestle with a lot is how much of the spring should we be holding on to? I mean, let's put it this way. Um, in season, a guy has an incredible start. It's like, well, okay, but just because he did this today doesn't mean he's going to do it tomorrow. And we generally need three to four starts to feel like we have a good understanding. So even if we had that information, how much can we pull from it? Exactly. Um, it's really it's just the velocity. Innings. That's the really the And we have thing. no idea if like he threw literally all fastballs and was just like here it is here it is or all of a certain like you just without the yeah. full context of a spring start no matter how good or bad it is you have to be careful right um, are you still so, drafting clevenger right now? yes i think so i uh, i mean it's incredibly scary to say that after uh what just happened we're saying look it doesn't matter it's a spring he was just trying to go back he probably had genders all this fun stuff mm -hmm. uh i look at the uh this is my tier six i'm staring at which starts at 36 with clevenger goes all the way down to essentially marcus stroman um, who starts the next tier? A lot of these guys, I have my hesitations about. Um, you know, Clevenger, Severino, Ian Anderson. Maurice, I already just said that I'm I'm a little bit more out at Ian Anderson. Down, it was yeah, more of a yeah. gut feeling. I've I said that um, publicly a lot, and 
the gut is getting worse. <laughs> uh, and then again, there's Michael Kopech, who's starting slower than we'd like a little bit. There's Patrick Sandoval, who's obviously a risk. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi, who I've talked about a lot, being like, he had a great season and a 375 whip, uh, sorry, ERA. And I don't anticipate Eovaldi getting much better than last year. And He's never had back-to-back healthy seasons. And I that too, Evaldi, but I can't, I can't do it. So I'm not really price. going for that. Kershaw's going to go way up. I already mm-hmm. bumped up E-Ride to 43. I, I heard that. I was in and... the stream when you talked about it. <laughs> it was one of your pods are in the stream where you're like, but, I did it. I had to move up E-Ride. And I was like, yes. But I still don't love him. I still That's don't fair. think don't like the him. ceiling of E-Ride is that high. You know, so this is what, the problem I'm in. What do you think is that all is? of these guys uh, ceiling for E-Ride is like, like a realistic like i'd be very happy i'm like oh man great job erod like like it wouldn't take some holy crap he developed well beyond yeah. your 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 thoughts is it wrong to say like a three six with a one sixteen whip or something like three six i think he dude can beat, i think he can beat his career best he doesn't have enough it's it's like the fa- it's the fastball the forcing that's good and then the changeup goes in and out the cutter and the slider are like all right you know and don't, that's don't it sleep on, don't sleep on tiger's development they got some they got some good stuff working oh that's interesting i think i, I don't think, know i think this year could be a pivotal year to where people start trusting the tigers a bit more with pitching development I mean, I, I guess the, I guess the biggest that. question. Yeah. I, oh, I know. I'm not in any way thinking that you're biased as you say this. I, I guess I'm wondering, like, what am I would I anticipate changes in the positive way outside of like, you know, you can say like hit a fit from last year and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, would I say mean, like, suppression. that's like luck wise. But I mean, actually, when you look at the individual pitches themselves, what would dramatically change? Because that's a that's a full E rate up. And that's a massive whip up too, like from last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm saying like, all right, there's enough sure. of a jump. But he Based was a on like Sierra last year, so like he was. That's what I'm saying. Is like that's what I'm saying. So hey, he's supposed to, right? So this this is saying there's another skill. Yeah, sorry. There's another I skill do. point. I know. I wonder what element in his repertoire that is. That's fair. Um, I, I it, it is more of the context that I think is going to improve him, which is not necessarily skill based. But I love the core skills. Mm. I mean, a twenty percent strikeout minus walk is usually something that we're touting and Erod has maybe not gotten short shrift, but just kind of been like, ho-hum, there's Erod. Um, and you know, that's where a lot of people started him for the season and then slowly moved him up. Like, yo, last year was pretty good. He's he's been pretty consistent. His injuries have also been consistent, but they've been lower half, not necessarily arm related. Not that lower half injuries are free and clear, don't worry about them, but they're lower on the scale for me than like a shoulder or an elbow injury. Sure. So, you know, I think if hit suppression goes under eight. Yeah, and, nice. and home run rate is more of like a 0. 0.9. Yeah. That would be how you're getting a three three thirty ERA with with. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe I'm not being kind enough considering the three eight two and three eight one of eighteen and nineteen, but uh, still, it's just uh, I don't know. You moved, I don't hey, know. You already moved him up. I, 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 <laughs> I, I got in your head enough, or somebody did that you moved him up from where you were a long time ago. I'm fine with that. He's not even it's one pretty of much everyone. I had the pitchforks outside my apartment. All right. There, it was, there, it was, was, there. there was a good bit of like, why is Erod so low? Um, let's move on to Zach yeah. Allen. And I, I didn't mean to make these all kind of like injury related guys, but these are some of our biggest, starkest mm. differences. And I was coming into the season, um, you know, way back in like January, the turn of the, the calendar, big on Gallon. I'm ready. I love the way he finished deep arsenal. Um, you know, even in a rough year, he put up a 431.29, which is not terrible when nothing goes your way. Like that's there's some skills to 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 build on there. And injuries cropping up again. I don't love the team context. 
I've just kind of moved down on my gallon love. I'm mm. I'm I'm still a gallon gal. I, I think my my fantasy shares prove that I have him on multiple teams already. But my late drafts, I started to move away from Zach Gallon. Can you give me and the the listeners some confidence in his health outlook that has you um, you know eager about him ranking him at thirty three compared to my fifty eight? Sure. Uh, first of all, we're going to have a gallon gal shirt uh, ready oh, for the start of the year. So, and it looks great. It's, Can't wait. it's got his flow and it's got the goggles. And it's, that's fantastic. So that's all you need to know to know that. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I know that's great. Uh, and with Zach Gallon, look, I want to remind everybody I did this on 321. And I like him more now, um, okay. even with that injury, like the question of the shoulder. I knew that back on 321. And I, well, I watched his recent start take up from last year um, velocity. He He's fine. As far as his health goes, seeing that extra velocity tick is everything you need to know that he is fine. Uh, I think there will be a moment or two for him to get fully back into the groove with those secondaries. Uh, but I, I'm very much a fan of Gallon. Give me the normal season. He's now ready to go. Uh, yes, he's going to be one turn of the rotation behind. So he's essentially like the sixth guy yeah. as opposed to like the, the opening day guy, but that's fine with me. Um, as far as the, the out, uh, the, um, the teams he's going to face, he might have to face off against the Astros first, which is frustrating. It's not ideal. It likely will be like 70, 75 pitches is my guess. It won't be pushed. But after that, I think he's going to be fine. Would be the nationals and the Mets yeah, after that matchup proof when he's, yeah, so he absolutely is. When you when I tried to uh, overdo it, I think in 2020, he just denied us and like the dominated cores and the Giants. Yeah, he was and like, I, I and... don't care. I'll, I'll face anybody. <laughs> and I will say, too, my rankings also went up before the 330 start, uh, the March 30th spring debut mm. that Gallon had. And I'm just looking at the recap of it here on NBC Sports Edge. And I'm even I'm encouraged to move him up too. So I don't think we're going to have as much of a split on Gallon when nice. we kind of have our next update. So I want to move on to the last one here from the Nick is higher tier. Tyler Molly, thirty four versus forty eight, not a colossal Amazing. split, four, fourteen spots. Nick, he reminds it's it's a Herman Marquez thing. He's half a pitcher. Oh, you can't, you can't I see what home. you're saying. He's a five plus ERA at home I consistently, see. and until they get him out of there. I'm peeling away from Molly. And I, I, I was big mm. on him last year. I was big on him coming into the year. This is this is something that I kind of just decided, like, uh, it's not just last year that he had the big uh, home road space. Yeah, sure, His sure. career is consistently problematic there with a 509 home ERA because of the home runs. So I moved, I moved Molly down. It's taken me out of him because a lot of people are not letting him get to SP48. But that was a risk I was willing to take. It's not far. Like He's still in the realm. He's SP43 in the main right. event. So I could still get him around there. But for the most part, I usually look to take somebody else like Patrick Sandoval, um, Tariq Skubal, Alex Wood. What? I just said, oh, I'm taking Sandoval. Oh, I love Sandy, baby. <laughs> Hey, all you, all you. Where were you? I, where were you during this? It was like uh, Eno has him at like sixty-two. DVR had him at eighty-eight, what? and I'm like, I have about forty. I'm sorry, what? I this have is... at thirty-three. Yeah, that's what's up. Let's like, go. I'm, like I, moved, uh, okay, so, and you're gonna find this during my <laughs> Paul's higher list. I moved a lot mm. of guys that are just talent up, and I'm sure. taking the talent, and I'm gonna let things kind of. So then what you there. doing? Why aren't you taking the talent of Tyler Molly's fastball with a 21% hard contact last year? Because that's insanely he's good. Terrible at home. Uh, I, I know. Okay. That's a, that's a very interesting point. Um, 
I, I do love the fact that among all starting pitchers last year, he had 17th. He was 17th in hard contact allowed. And by the way, hard contact is the find over plate appearance, not the hard hit that's over batted ball event. From batted balls, yep. We found that hard contact over plate appearance is way, 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 way better to do. Um, and yeah, he's really good at that. Uh, it, and you know, you know how like you would you see that Keuchel has induces less hard contact than like Shane Bieber or something. You always felt it was wrong. Yeah, it's because it is wrong because Shane Bieber did it based on bad ball event, but he's not allowing as many bad ball events as Dallas Keuchel. It, it was always weird, and I, I honestly, I even put that in. I, I, might, I might need to amend my write up because like, I, I said I, I, I'm out on Bieber. I'm nervous. I don't know. He's always giving up a lot of hard contact. It's that hard hit rate thing that makes it look like he's some, you know, getting beat around the yard. But if you never really allow the ball in play, if it's hard, right. some of the times that you do, it's like it's not the end. That's of the great. And, and it might not surprise a lot of you to know that Freddie Peralta is first among all starting pitchers with a 17 percent hard contact rate. Not surprising. And the average for everybody is 27 percent across okay. the top 200 uh, starting pitchers and batters faced. So that's a good reference point, like how much better Tyler Molly is at it. If you want to check this out, go check them out at a picture list. Yay. Okay. I, uh, so if you're not looking at the picture list <laughs> player profiles after PL seven. Like I, I it's, I they're fine. It's, it's right there. Like it's all right stack there. has data y'all. All right. Um, three seventy five ERA last year, one twenty three whip 28% strikeout rate. Essentially Molly to me is one of those guys that yes, I'm willing to take the gamble on. Um, you're talking about with the Marmon Marquez thing. That is not a three seven ERA as much anymore. I don't think. I think it's a lot more dependable with Molly. I'm not also as sold as you are on essentially great American small park. Thanks, Casey Bubba, for being so bad as cores for Molly. I know it was terrible last year. It was actually the only time like I would re- really actually understand home road splits. I uh, but even with Marquez. But here's the thing. No, no, hold on a second. Okay, okay. Marquez, you didn't know like. It was Marquez better or worse on the road? It was just chaos all the time. Yes, and he was a problem because last year Marquez was actually better at home. So that really, really messed you up. If you really want, if you really want to lean into this enough, then you'll you will get value. You will bank it on the road with Molly. You can do that. You can get it's half the time. Fine. I I I'm going to tell you. I know. I don't want it either. I don't want to either. I'm actually, I'm not really totally sold. It's going to have it for another year. I know it's done it for a while is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say 180 innings of, a, of those, that many strikeouts overall, the package of a 375 ERA 123. What last year could be better as he continues to improve his slider. Uh, there's also the possibility that the reds midway through the season, you're like, yeah, all right, goodbye. Please, get get out, out of here, there, please. Right. I wish so, he'd have been traded. I would have him. I seriously would have him 25 spots higher. I love Tyler Molly, but when I sure. looked and it was such consistent home issues, 2020 was the only time that he was good at home and it was not a full season. It was six starts. Every other time he's over a five ERA. And that's the concern it's that insane. I have. It's so uh, funny. 18 and 19. <laughs> What's that? It's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's just, oh, like, man. It's, it's, it's consistent <laughs> there with, with one, four something whips. So that's my concern there, taking kind of half a pitcher. But I will say this. We play a lot of Roto, right? The bottom line of 375, 123 with all those Ks, still very valuable. So even if you ate all the home ugliness, the the road greatness was still good enough to give you a full season. And I get that. I do just worry, though, when half of somebody's games put him in harm's way. And that's what happens with him. And we just talked about um, us undervaluing whip, 123 whip at the end of the day. 
it's not, not like a 130 it's not no. you know it's it's not this full detrimental thing so I, I don't know because he worked on his walk rate last year and um he doesn't the last two the last season plus because i don't count 2020 as a season yeah sure uh, the last season plus his hit suppression for molly has been a lot better too at 7.6 with a three and a half walk rate if he gets the walk rate if he keeps it at that 3.2 from last year or better the, the whip can the whip can definitely be there for Molly. I would love if somebody has like a little unlock for him to keep the ball in the park a little bit more at home because then he really could take off. Like there yeah. is a lot of talent there. I grant that. But I do have him a bit lower. And I got to be honest, like I'm actually kind of with the market. So I'm not too far off of him because he's SP43 in the market. And where, where did okay. I have him? Uh, I have 47. So I'm kind of I'm kind of there. And you're not even crazy far. This was not one of our biggest. Yeah, I'm not even I like... just wanted to talk about him, to be honest. It wasn't <laughs> sure. even because 34 to 48 is not. No, I, I, I again, another guy I haven't tout because everyone took everyone. And I was like, what? All right. I guess I have to get someone um, in that head to head. I will say in the head to head points league, it does benefit molly i think because of innings and quality starts you can get so um so it felt like a better play to get but yeah i took like all the guys i didn't really want i didn't really want shane boz i didn't really want tyler molly but i had to get something oh yeah i got rachel suarez that was the best but he's a smart though starting pitcher as a pitcher (laughs) coined by by cbs uh and that that plays that plays big in that league so i told told yes yeah i didn't want to take any closers i wanted to live my dream me, me neither. So those are the guys you're higher on. Let's talk about some guys I'm higher on. And we're going to start with a couple of twins here. And the first thing I'm going to ask you is, how do you not have Joe Ryan and Billy Ober back to back? They're the oh, same man. That's They're the same pitcher. They're the exact same pitcher. Oh, that's funny. Um, high, high strikeouts, low walks, home run issue. So oh, man, those weren't on. even the things that make me think that they're the same pitcher. I was just thinking they're both hyper-reliant on four-seamers and they're developing a slider. I was going to get uh, to the four-seamer <laughs> part, too, but yeah, exactly. So I I think they're hmm. dang near the same. I mean, I put them 43-44. They go right after each other. Wow. Like when one goes, the other invariably goes in drafts. I think they're basically the same. I love both. I have them uh, 43 for Joe Ryan, 44 for Bailey Ober. You have them 61-75. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I, I've been since pushing up Joe Ryan a little bit. I mean, okay. closer into like the 55 range or so. Bailey Ober, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more out on them. I am, I am more out on um, Bailey Ober than you are just because we, uh, okay, there's, there's two parts to this uh, okay. of one of Joe Ryan. We saw a very limited sample, but there's just a general idea that Joe Ryan is like, no, I am Joe Ryan. Uh, Olympics, USA, amazing Joe Ryan. I am dope and I'm going to be this way. And Bailey Ober is, hey, I'm going to go like four hitting sometimes. I hope that's cool with you guys. Um, and it seems a little bit more volatile in what Ober does. Now, I call him Bailey Ober Rizzy for a reason. I know. Because it's insane how comfortable they, that they fun was. They are similar too. Yep. It's like they just fell in my lap, you know, just one day. Oh, here you have a child. His name is Ober Rizzy. Uh, and it, it's great because he just paints the top of the zone red with those four seamers. Um, but there's, but that's the thing. Well, he he does that with it, and he doesn't have the slider that we want it to be. So I'm more cautious about Bailey Ober. Sure, Joe Ryan. We've seen the smaller sample, and we've seen what was it? Four out of five games of dominance against bad opponents, and mm-hmm. then the fifth one was your Tigers, who were good last year, and they demolished him. There is a little bit more of an idea for me that um, how we judge Joe Ryan is we don't quite understand it completely. Um, he throws 91. He actually increases velocity, which is nice in the spring. I like um, that. It's closer to a 93 now. 
Yeah, he has uh, a crazy deceptive fastball. But yeah, it's an I think it's an extension post. thing. A lot of VAA. Yep. It's he's short and he hits the top of the zone well. Bailey Ober to me does not have the same quality fastball I think as Joe Ryan, and I like Joe Ryan's slider more than Bailey Ober's. Okay. From what I've I seen, love, I love this Joe Ryan love. Do not get me wrong, um, but, but I it, see a statistical yeah. profile that breaks down very similarly between the two, and I've kind of run with the consensus of just basically kind of having them back to back. I hear you on some of the some of the Ober. Pullback. I mean, they're 66 and 68 um, starting pitchers in the main events thus far. Mm. So they, they, again, they go right by each other, but that's closer to your ranking. I, I've kind of stepped out and been a fan of, of, of both of them. Oh, yeah. Your Joe Ryan love can be heard from mountaintops. I, I, I adore Joe Ryan. I'm a very big fan <laughs> uh, of his. So, all right. I, those are the two twins there. You're a little bit more Joe Ryan, the Bailey over. Totally get it. Oh, yeah. I love Joe Ryan as well. Tanner Hawk. I mentioned earlier that some of these, uh, some of these stud, talents i just moved up my board all i needed from him was confirmation that he was going to start alex cora said he'll be in the rotation to start i moved him up i know he's not going to throw what 130 innings this year is probably what we're looking at yeah that's fine i will take those 130 innings we've saw several guys last year that were able to have strong seasons like you don't need innings to be good anymore, to, to put up a, a high-end season, I should say. You can do that um, in 130, 120 innings. And so I have no problem taking somebody like a Tanner Houck and understanding that I will also get the replacement value, but um, hundred fewer in 150 or fewer innings, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys who were top 30 guys. Now, one of them was the biggest outlier ever in – Jacob DeGrom, he was sixth with 92 innings. <laughs> sure. Carlos Rodon was ninth. Freddy Peralta yeah. was 13th. Uh, Ranger Suarez was 15th. Trevor Bauer was 23rd. Car- Clayton Kershaw was 28th. And Shohei Otani was 30th. So I look at somebody like Hauk, he doesn't need a full innings allotment to have a great season. I believe in the talent, and that's why I moved him way up. So I have him at 38 to your 62. And I understand yeah, okay. 62. Yeah. <laughs> I have been more aggressive. And I actually Damn. thought that you might be higher, though, because of the 12-team aspect where you're more willing to take a shot on guys oh, trying yes, to capture yes. that magic. Yeah, no. Yes and no. So, okay, a couple of questions. First of all, you have Shoei Otani, the pitcher. Do you have him individually ranked? I do. And is he higher or lower than Hauk? He's higher. Okay, good. Because you're talking 130 innings or so. And it's like, exactly. well, I want Otani version. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Just wanted to and, be clear on be that. Better. Like, I, I and, 23rd. He was 30th last year. I think, mm. you know, Otani's just a, a god. Like, I, 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 yeah. Well, right. I mean, it was more of that, like, I don't think we're going to go past that 130 of Otani last yeah. year because he wasn't on the IL during the entirety of it. Um, yeah, and I think I, that I, was the most won't. optimistic one. Okay, cool. Um, so. So they both follow the same problem to me, as they're both hipsters, headache-inducing pitchers that stifle the entire roster. And what I mean by that is, hang on, yeah, yeah, you've been saying that wrong, and I've been meaning to correct. Headache-inducing pitchers stifle stifle the entire roster. roster. And maybe Say I've seen started pitchers before. Um, well, yeah, headache, you, you, you headache had pitchers. You, you had one of the two stifle, reversed. It was who like stifle the hip, entire roster. Hipped. Sir, is I, I think you had it in one, one of the pods for sure. I probably said starting pitcher in that one. Yeah, um, so it's headache-inducing pitchers stifling the entire roster, right? Yeah, for yeah. Okay. Who, okay. who stifled the entire you roster? Had that that, stif- yeah. Oh, yeah, 
I'm, I'm being a technical Tommy. I just I, I understand I love the acronyms. So you got you just got to get them right if you're going to do them. That's all. anyway. Okay. All right. So, you got so Hulk and Otani. Thing about them like is they're both going to be on your roster without being able to get a replacement because you're not going to get them on the IL or I don't think with Hulk you're going to get like a full on shutdown or something. You might get moved or limited over time so if you're going to get those 130 it. or so. Reserve. Well, you're saying that's the bench. I, yeah, I think there'll be a replacement. Well, right. That, that's what I'm that. saying. That's, that they stifle the roster in that, like, you don't get 130 plus someone else. It's not like an injured situation where you get someone on the IL, so then you can swap someone in and get extra innings on top of them, right? I think that's I think all I'm getting at. Because you can still put somebody, I mean, you're still putting some, he's going to have periods. Yeah, but the roster spot is, is taken, though. It's that's not like fine. on the IL. That's I don't, I don't mind it. that because again in NFBC I don't have ILs anyway. So sure. That part that part so, doesn't necessarily. I think it does bother. affect. I think it affects twelve teamers a little bit more because of that. Uh, it this is, is why I personally can, pushed it down. It is better when you can IL them, but I'm still surprised mm-hmm. that with a twelve team focus, you weren't looking to to push yeah. somebody like that up a bit more. Um, I mean, three fifty two ERA, one thirteen WHIP in mm-hmm. the sixty nine innings last year. I mean, even if even if you just get like a hundred innings out front, like. That'd be great. Absolutely. You might just totally get that. If if you're going to give him a month off from starting and put him in the bullpen, I would cut him in a 12 teamer. Well, right. So, so here's the, the the major questions I have are twofold with Hauk. one is how, how are the Red Sox truly going to use him? Um, yes, as a starter is what we are thinking. We have pretty much have confirmation of it right now. To, and to start, you know, for the yeah. beginning of the year, but we don't know. But how many innings he's never gone six innings before. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he's an inefficient pitcher. And I think that is rooted in this slider that we praise so much because it's filthy, but it had a sub 60% strike rate last year. And I've been really leaning into strike rate a lot this off season, because I think it tells a conversation that we didn't have before until I had these player pages. I, uh, that showcases, oh, right. A really good slider, uh, strike rate, especially one that is a premier offering is a 65% plus strike rate and when i start seeing things under 60 percent, it leans it it forces the pitcher to throw other offerings that aren't as good because they aren't able to rely on it for a strike in those situations become less efficient which means then they're going fewer innings tanner Houck to me isn't quite unlocked that potentially could he absolutely Uh, it could be something in the small sample that gets better as opposed to get worse but we just don't know yet and i get a feeling that tanner Houck is going to be a little bit frustrating to roster and I found myself liking especially the April opportunities of other guys instead that had me continuously push down Tanner Houck. Um, that said, um, oh, use surprising. your term, use your term, the glob, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the glob exists for me, I think around like, yeah, like mid thirties all the way oh, to yeah. like 65 Glob's or something like that. So early. So we're kind of in agreement of Tanner Houck belongs in that conversation. I am just saying, you know what? I'd rather trust John, John Gray, honestly. I really like his situation. I, I think like he John can Gray, so. go off and do good things for five, six innings in Texas. I think that's really cool. Or, you know what? Alex Wood in San Francisco or Adam Wainwright with that amazing defense. Tarek Skubal, as we already mentioned. Um, I think he's I, in a really good position now, especially in the spring start he just had, which was after these rankings. But that looks really good. Over Hauk. <laughs> well, Adam Wainwright to me is someone out of the gate gets two amazing starts um, and he should he should be someone you trust every week. Um, and I think they're you know, you, you talk about this a lot with me that I undervalue the mm-hmm. guys that you want to start every week. I think Adam Wainwright is a definitive jump above. Is it going to be a three ERA? No, 
But I think he's going to do a lot of the similar things they did last year with that stellar defense in St. Louis I think to make so it worth too. your while. It's just, I think the price has gotten to a level where... Oh, I don't know what it is in NFBC. I'd yeah. rather find the next Wainwright, right? It's not even oh, an sure. egregious... Oh, yeah. That's fine. Just go get Alex Cobb then. But yeah, I'll go for uh, one of the Alex's. Yeah. I'll go for John Gray. Like you said, I think John Gray's going to be more of like a six, seven inning guy with regular. I'm actually, I mean, really if he can go seven, no one goes seven though, unless it's like Wheeler and Alcantara, I, I, right? I, I think John Gray can be that guy. <laughs> that would be out great. Of, out of Colorado. I really do. Um, mm. But yeah, like with Wainwright, like I, he did so much for my main event team last year. I love Adam Wainwright yeah. for that. But 18 and 19 told us how this profile can go wrong. If the, oh, defense, if the batter balls are not going his way. Is a, but I don't want to get derailed on. on yeah, that. sure, sure. I, I hear mean, you on how serious. Yeah, there is still some some concerns for sure. Um, I was just surprised because of the twelve team focus. I thought you might be like, well, hey, yeah. this is high upside it's, talent. Let's push it up. But it's a gloss, yeah. You know? It's like I don't know how much we. I believe in the slider game that much better, and I'm just concerned that's just going to be not enough um, early on. And I'm just not going to want to stick with it's it. So but maybe I'm maybe year. I'm missing out on like a really yeah, super fun I guy. Mean, so. He was so I, good in the time that we saw last year. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do yeah. uh, with some more time this year. Tristan McKenzie is going to be a lot of the same principles, except to a more confident degree for me because mm. we've seen him be great uh, for an extended period of time. Um, I say more confident, and yet I have him one spot. Laura, they're 38. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, you have him 60. Listen, yeah. we, we, we've seen how great it can be. Uh, an 11 start run last year with a 296 ERA, 0.73 whip, 68 strikeouts in 67 innings. We know that the health is a concern. He's my number one body comp. He overtook Chris Sale. He's 6'5, 165, literally my exact <laughs> height and weight. And um, home runs can be an issue too. And we saw that down the stretch. Five of his last three games, uh, or he allowed five in his last three starts and pushed his final ERA up to a 495. Uh, so we know that it can go sideways with McKenzie when he's off, but I'm seeing some development this year. I implicitly trust Cleveland when it comes to developing starting pitchers. He might be the single best talent that they've had throughout this entire run and dating back to the beginning of Kluber. Um, and we've seen what they've done with lesser talent. I can't wait to see what they can do with the 24-year-old McKenzie. So I'm very excited about Tristan McKenzie this year. I think he can be one of the bigger breakouts in the league. Mm, I hope you're right. I the thing that we saw last year with McKenzie is he was so bad in the beginning. I remember, oh yeah, I remember our, our good friend Jake Seeley gave me uh gave me an opportunity. He said, "Hey, I'm doing this thing for the Athletic. I'm doing a mailbag question on Tristan McKenzie. You want to answer it? And like, I'll give you a shout out and everything." Said, oh, that's cool. So kind of you. And someone was like, "What do we do with Tristan McKenzie?" I was like, "Don't worry, he'll be okay. You want to hold?" And it haunted me because like McKenzie wasn't good until like July. <laughs> you you were eventually right. You know you know I was eventually for, right. Uh, you know it changed for him. It was a little bit of the. Uh, Robbie Ray situation where stop nibbling, throw your stuff in the zone and dare people to hit it. Sure. And he got confidence from some, uh, from, from some stud opposition hitters like Miggy. Uh, he named a few other guys, but Miggy obviously stood out. I'm a Tigers homer and uh, saying like, Oh, your stuff. Oh, Sal Perez was another one. Both those guys. And Sal Perez even like kind of took him aside a little bit and said, what are you doing? Like, like, go like a, an yeah, opposing right. team an opposing catcher was like hey trust your stuff it's insane and when he finally did that is when tristan mckenzie broke out like i said sputtered a little bit in the finish line there i think some of that was probably stamina holding up and that is a concern too i'm not necessarily certain that we're going to get you know 170 innings this year but i'll take a buck 50 from tristan mckenzie i think he can be a a mid three zra guy with a good whip he had a good whip last year with a 495 era at 118 whip 
tons of strikeouts. I think there's a ton of upside here, and I'm really excited about McKenzie. So, all right. So, I absolutely. I mean, what happened was uh, he went to the minors um, after mm-hmm. doing really poorly in the beginning and then came back throwing harder, uh, throwing mm-hmm. 92.5 yeah, instead of 91.5. Pushing. Walk rate went from essentially to 6.2% overall in the full year as 12%. Um, so that's very good. Very much of what you're talking about. The rivalry break, confidence in the zone. Great quotes you had there um, that I wasn't aware of. And those are awesome. Uh, my biggest concern, um, and I, w- oh, I should have this. I really should have this in front of me right now. And I don't, and it stinks, um, is I want to know the curveball and slider strike rates uh, when he came back with this. And it's going to take a moment for me to get them. So I'm going to stall. Anyway, well, the problem was that we had two pitches, the slider and the curveball, both sub-60% strike rates last year. Slider mm-hmm. was hung up a lot. The high lock, that is high location on sliders, 30-plus percent, not what you want. You want a high-low lock, um, that is low location percentage. Uh, curveball was good on that, 70% uh, for the full year, but still not exactly what you wanted. I got I, the numbers here real quick. Oh, you do? Oh, From look July at you. July 9th, strike yeah. percent. Slider, on, 63. Okay, Curveball 59. 59. That's got to go up. I need to okay. see it's like 63 on the slider is way, way better. I'm super happy what, to hear what do that. You need one. On the curve to feel good about, uh, about 63 as well. I want to okay. see them both over 60% comfortable, but that's you know, but that's, that's good. That's that's, 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 that's that's a possibility to do. I, I guess my biggest worry is that we're just going to see more volatility from McKenzie. Also, I don't I, know if I the velocity is going to be there, and that's also a thing too that really helped having you know, be able to throw hard also inside the zone is a good thing. Um, he's getting very close to that 94 mile per hour threshold, which is the one that really matters when it comes to velocity. Mm-hmm. I I hope he's close to that, you know, 92, 93, and not 91 and change, right? No, and health I don't, has been no. a big issue for McKenzie, yeah. and that's one of the big things, even in his minor league uh, prospect profiles coming up. Like, can he hold? You know, I made the joke about the body comp. Uh, I'm very skinny. <laughs> I'm you know built like a stop sign. So so is he. And the workload, the rigors of every fifth day in the majors is a lot. I'd love to see him put on a little bit of weight there just to kind of give him something, uh, you know, over the course of the season to not wear down and keep that velo up. Uh, I know as somebody who struggles with it myself, he might have trouble keeping weight on, and that could be an issue for Tristan McKenzie. But I look at at, at that raw talent there, and again, I'm, I'm willing to bet on it, even in like a 15-team situation, especially in 10s and 12s, I'm really going to push him up because if it does fu- fail and there is a lot of volatility with McKenzie, I'm going to go to a robust waiver wire and a 10 and 12 teamer and be able to re- replace Tristan McKenzie pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if I'm going to start him. That's it, really. Would I start Tristan McKenzie in April? Uh, the good news is that he might get the Royals first. So, yeah, probably. But uh, <laughs> it might it's, not be great news. Yeah, it may year. not. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I. But for now, not, yeah, that, that's kind of why. KC. That's yeah. why I have him at 60, is I felt more comfortable with the guys inside my top six. I'm like, yeah, I think these guys will be fine through the year. Tristan McKenzie, obviously, having that bad of a start to the last year um, gave me more pause. And that's why he's at 60 for me. You did have one other guy that our last guy here in the top 60, which was a move up for him. Somebody you've been a little bit negative on this year is oh, Luis no. Garcia. You have some mm. concerns uh, related to him. I wonder if anything is changing. And again, we are very careful not to freak out over spring. He is having a really sharp spring, though. Five and two mm. thirds, nine strikeouts, one walk, two hits, no runs for Luis Garcia. What is your what is your primary contention with him? Um uh, right now like going in why you've been a little bit negative on luis garcia and just for the comparison sake i'm 37 you have 56 that is glob territory so do not 
lose your mind over a 19 spot <laughs> difference, folks, because 19 spots in the mid mid 30s to mid 50s is not the same as like, you know, one yeah. to 19 like that or one to 20, yeah. whatever. Like that's a much bigger difference of 19 spots than this is. But there is still a significant split here. I've been pro Garcia. I got the little green arrow next to him. You seem to have had a little bit of a red arrow next to him where you're like, I don't know if 2021 is legit. What are your concerns with him? Because I love so, so much of what he did last year. I talked to, yeah, Eno convinced me a little bit more to raise him up, but I'm, I'm looking at it now. I have him at 56, and I don't know how much more I would push him up. I kind of like Alex Wood a lot. Maybe mm -hmm. I would put uh, Wainwright and Montgomery below him at this point. Maybe Manaya because he's at 88 to 90 as opposed to 90 to 92, but maybe not. It's really tough. Um, the reason I am hesitant on Luis Garcia is we saw the slider go away in the second half. We saw, you could say it's fatigue, whatever it is, the slider used to be this big pitch for him and just really wasn't there. And it ended with him allowing a, a home run to Jorge Soler on that slider. Uh, so I, I don't know if we're going to see that repeat in 2022 or not. The fastball is fine. It's not this exceptional pitch to me. The cutter is outstanding. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason why he's anything to me is, is that the changeup used to be his best pitch coming up. It was his changeup didn't really turn into that really in the second half. It was games of fastball cutter and that's it. And it was rough um, at times. And that is my biggest concern is that you, you see a guy that had his peak and it was going so well for him. And we won't really see that again. Uh, and it's tough for me to do this because it's like, I love all of these guys. What do you and I just find myself. Like we saw him in rhythm with slider changeup, uh, fastball cutter. You don't think he can get back? And then he could. If I didn't think he could at all, he would be at like seventy five. Well, much or lower, yeah. Um, and that's my hesitation is that if I actually really, you know, I, I don't know where to feel about that slider coming back proper. If it gets uh -huh. a slider going, and in the uh, first start of the spring, did not throw sliders. Okay. And actually, your co-host Justin Mason was texting me like two hours ago, being like, "Hey, so why do you hate Luis Garcia?" Uh, I was like, well, hate is a word. Hey, um, hate, hate, hate strong. I don't think you hate him. But uh, he's but uh, he's currently concerns. watching. He's currently watching Luis Garcia and going to report back to me from today. Who, okay, just so went and apparently yeah, had a good start. We got no savant. We got no game day. We got no. Um, we got nothing Florida good. We can watch it too. Yeah, Florida. Well, really Florida. Oh yeah, it's usually Arizona is the one that like doesn't have anything. No, no. Is it Florida? Yeah, really. Florida has like nothing most of the time. Arizona is much more equipped. Really. Generally speaking, yes. Huh? Why do they all just have it? Can I make me commissioner? I, that I don't know. That <laughs> we'll I get better know. camera angles in every stadium. Like, come on, and you'll yeah, get I Savant totally up there. on everything. Elect me. Let me anyway, me, that's why that's my hesitation. A bit. Bit. So I, I, I grant some of the hesitation for sure, and you know it was a wobbly playoff there. I will say I was heartened by the fact that it wasn't just all bad in the playoffs. Like there were, uh, well, there's just the one great start. Uh, the, at least at least there was that glimpse of excellence there in the ALCS against Boston. But for the most part, the rest of the playoffs were pretty rough for him. Um, I blame some of this on Houston. Mm. And you know how I felt about saying yeah, that? Yeah, Javier was Javier supposed to be him. there, yeah. And I'm not saying that just because I wanted to be right. Obviously, being right is neat. But my biggest issue, my biggest issue was why didn't they let him rest a little bit so that he'd be more amped up for the playoffs. They just let him go all the way through. And then they never made that switch. And it's like, what are you guys doing? 
Yeah. No wonder he ran out of gas. He was mm. running out of gas in September. Three of his five starts were pretty rough in September. And even one of the good ones, six scoreless against the Angels, only had one strikeout and three walks. So that's only surface level good. So I would even say that, and heck, even the Texas one was only two strikeouts, three walks. So he was bad in September overall and then bad in the playoffs. I blame that on Houston. I hope that this extra st- this extra volume that he did end up getting for Luis Garcia will make him prepared for 165 plus this year. Um, but I thought that they should have treated him better and given a second half break to him and let Christian Javier get some starts and then maybe bring Garcia back for the playoffs if you want. But that's why I'm giving a little bit of a pass for the September, October struggles and taking my chances that uh, the the raw talent we saw, the 26% strikeout, the 13% swinging strike, you know, 7.7 hits, nine that led to a 348 ERA, 118 whip, that that can shine through for more of the season now that he's done a, a full season of, of, of work for Luis Garcia. You know, um, uh, I, I don't, I want to, I want to do this. I know we're going to have another fire side where we're going to talk about all the fun league guys. I think part of my, in my mentality of this, I see Luis Garcia and I just go, eh, I'll just wait for the other guys I'm more interested in later on. And I'll take more of, I think, an exciting chance on something else and just settling for Luis no, Garcia. No excitement on somebody that, that it's got just that not for me. Right in 155. Yeah, minutes. I know. I, I know it sounds okay. crazy. I just don't. It's I don't. Crazy. I don't feel it for him. It's just I don't have the crush. Yeah, it's not there. Get, we're talking about the, you know, I, I, I wrote, wrote this up some of my, uh, in my SP, my big, my big one that just came out, you know, I don't get the warm and fuzzies about somebody. I'm going to take somebody else. Yeah, that's I exactly feel it. comfortable with the guys. I don't want to be <laughs> in positions of taking guys that I don't really believe in, especially because then if I'm right, I get burned for being right. That's mm. the worst feeling. You take somebody because the ADP value was there. So I just took him. I don't like him. And then he is not very good. Like you thought, and then you lose. So that's yeah. the worst. And I don't want to do that. And if you're not feeling good about Garcia and then he does have a rough season, you were right, but you got burned for it because you ended up taking him. Totally get that. But I still see a lot to build off of. I like that he has a deep arsenal. So he has different pitches he can go to. I think we could see some development from Luis Garcia. I definitely respect looking into the previous year's stats. I do at times need to feel like I need to be careful about thinking that that's just who they are, though, especially at age 25 right. for somebody like Luis right. Garcia. So I look at those numbers, I take them, and I absorb them, but I'm like, there can still be some development, and Houston's another team that I trust a lot. I know Brent Strom is gone. But Outside of Christian Javier and everything. and well, <laughs> they, they hate they hate Christian Javier for some reason. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, because uh, he's not going to start this year either. It is going to be Odorizzi. Oh, man. I, I get why Odorizzi like does not really fit in the bullpen, like get, give mm. him his five and dive. But uh, it is a bummer that so, once again, Christian, you're, you're reminding me of yeah. one thing, which is uh, it goes in your favor. I think of Hauk, um and maybe McKenzie too. There's some, there's a thought that I've had con- consistently here is that April quality of inning is going to be worse than any other month um, across 100%. the board. Right. Especially it's because they're going to be like right. four and five inning outings. Like that's what I'm getting at. And and you're going to see also 29 team rosters, I believe, with uh, mm-hmm. 16 pitchers at times or whatever. Yep. No um, which means the that, first uh, two right. months on stuff like that. So so that means you're going to see a, just a lower quality of performance, right? And that means that the guys that like we want to hold on to, like Aaron Ashby or something, if you are stashing, this is the year that is uh, less harmful yes. uh, or least harmful to do so. It doesn't mean you should. Um, but it's also part of the reason why I find myself 
encouraged about Wainwright or like a lot of these like these Tobys that are slightly better than Tobys, mm-hmm. like Wainwright and Cobb and Wood. And from right, they one. could do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nick Martinez. I kind of dig Nick Martinez, man. I'm, I'm in on the Nick Martinez. Uh, but even Patrick Corbin. I, I know it sounds crazy. No, I hear you. But I, I was in the shower spore and I was like, shower thought. Patrick Corbin's going to be amazing and make us all look dumb this year. And I can't, amazing. I can't, okay. I can't, I can't get out of my head, Spore. I, I will say this, can't. and this is something that uh, um, I've learned in an interesting way from playing out of the park baseball. Big, big, I'm a big video game nerd. Now I like got out of the park baseball and MLB the show. Out of the park baseball is about roster management, building teams. You don't play the games on, you know, you're not sitting there controlling the guys. Right. You're telling them what to do and, and, and managing. And, you know, playing through several seasons and seeing guys have ups and downs. One thing I really realized is that as bad as last year was for Patrick Corbin, what was it, a 582 ERA, 562? It was a 582. That's a lot closer to being where he needs to be than I think a lot of people realize. Mm-hmm. 582 feels like, oh my God, worst pitcher ever. To put up a 582 ERA for 171 innings, half of your starts have to be pretty good. And that's exactly right. what it was for Corbin. And I think that there's a perception that if you're not, your ERA starts with a five, then you're pretty crappy every time out. It's simply not the case. Um, I mean, if you, if you go look and just, just by earned runs, just the loose and dirty earned runs, 15 were three or under out of 31 starts. So just under half for Patrick Corbin there. Uh, that's a lot of good starts mixed in. He's not that many tweaks away from getting back to something very useful. Don't forget guys like that uh, and team streamers are valuable. Nick, it was great jumping by the fireside with you. I know that yes! the up. I don't know what it is over there in New York, but it's 76 here and I still had a good time by the fire because it's the place to be. And let's talk about getting one next week where we just bring five guys we love, just five each that we love and we dive in on them for people uh, to start the season. Uh, but until then, Nick, have a good one. Oh, I can't wait. And it's always fun hanging with you by the fire.